Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am known as your mayor of PHNX. I call myself that. Nobody around here calls me that, except this guy. That's why he's the vice mayor. He's also the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. I don't think I actually call you that like I'm ever. I'm pretty sure I've like, heard when you was call the last that. time? When was the last time you picked up a phone call from me? And you were and like, Mr. Like, Mayor? Mis- yeah, I don't think that's yesterday. ever happened once. Yesterday. Oh. That did not happen okay. yesterday. Well, <laughs> maybe I just imagined it. Uh, of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, Jesse, we had quite the all-star game yesterday. Uh, the American League once again proved why... They are the AL because they are the A-League. Ah. Ah? You like that one? Beat them nine times in a row. Nine. Nine times. Crazy. If I lost nine times in a row at anything, I would quit. I would give up on it. I would just (laughs) quit. Do you think the the NL is going to do that? Are they just not going to show up next year? I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't show up next year (laughs) after that. Uh, Because, yeah, I mean, again, if I lost in a video game nine times i'm not playing that video game anymore that's nine yeah. times in a row I oh if, i don't squeak if out i lose a video game, game like three times exactly i, am, I have had it I'm, i am throwing the remote against yeah, the television yeah. at that point nine times so. the whole system goes in the trash at yeah. that point. the whole system <laughs> uh but of course according to a poll by darren Ravel, uh the all-star game for mlb is actually the most popular what league has the best all-star game so I guess I have to ask you, Jesse, is this actually about the all-star game or is this more about the dual event of the home run derby and the all-star game? Oh, I think I think the all-star game is undoubtedly the best all-star game out of all of the major sports. And not just because I'm obviously a baseball fan and this is obviously sort of what biased. I, I'm obviously, obviously biased. biased. But like we all know that baseball is not the most popular sport out sure. of those four. Right. Um, but it still has a pretty comfortable lead in this poll because baseball is the best all-star game. I honestly think it's ridiculous that the NBA got 33%. Like, that is the biggest joke of a game. <laughs> Again, I think, I, I feel like part of it is the inclusion of the other events, you know, because the NBA all-star weekend does sure. have some fun events, the three-point contest. Sure, three-point contest is fun, the dunk contest, contest, fun, the dunk contest is it's, fun, yeah. It's kind of, the dunk contest still, ha- it doesn't have... The, the legs that the home run derby has, though, right? Like no. watching guys no. hit taters is always going to be a blast, you know? And so uh, that is one thing that the uh, 
Major League Baseball All-Star Game will always have over all of the other sports. Uh, Not to mention the fact that, like you said, this was a great game. It was a competitive game with so many fun moments. I really enjoyed personally the little changes that they made that they tried out here. The umpire cam was cool. I loved them talking to the players. Yeah, Uh, that was ambitious. Like when Alec Manoa came out and was mic'd, I was like, this is not going to end well. Like, this is going to be so okay. awkward. How is the guy going to pitch and talk at the exact same and time? And let's talk about that because he absolutely stole the show. Oh, he did. He stole absolutely. the show, right? But a part of it that was really interesting was, like you said, when he came out, he actually wasn't very talkative. So no, when, he, when no, he started he picking up steam, I feel like was when he kind of like the pressure was off. He got a strikeout. And I think that, you know, you just... You don't want to go out there and shit the bed as an all-star, yeah. right? You don't want to go out there and do what T- Tony Gonsolin did. You want to go out there and have an <laughs> inning like Alec Manoa had, where not only did you basically strike out the side, aside from hitting one guy, uh, you talk shit while doing it, and it was incredible. But it was when he kind of opened up and was just like asking the announcers for his scouting report on the batters yeah, and that asking was hilarious. them what he wanted, <laughs> what they wanted him to throw to strike a guy out was yeah josh ha- josh has the quote of the day backdoor the slider, slider over your sex <laughs> that was it that was it i think he said that oh to john god. smoltz yes. right oh uh, my god it was so good uh and also especially when he really did start like i felt like uh by the time uh he faced his fourth batter. He really was going for a scouting report. I don't know if it was Ronald Acuna Jr. by that point or I think uh, Jock Peterson. I think was hitting at one point okay, when yeah. they asked for a scouting report, it and they just, were just they were just like he swings a lot. Yeah, uh, Brett Johnson <laughs> says, "Ooh, you're sexy." Absolutely sent me. That was like like the highlight of of the All Star <laughs> game, right? But really, what it was was I mean, there's great moments, right? Uh, Nestor Cortez talking to his catcher that and stuff later too. was freaking yeah. awesome. Jose like, Trevino was just was excellent i mean he was not only um on the mic as a catcher but he was also on the mic as a hitter and then he got to first base and was talking with the guys once he got to first base jose trevino i i didn't know much about jose trevino frankly going into this (laughs) but um i think he he kind of stole the show for a little while there too yeah i think the best part about it is it had major sandlot vibes and i mean the movie right like it had major fun but talking trash and like yeah laughing and just enjoying the game of baseball and i think again that was a big part of why people enjoy watching this all-star game plus it was competitive it was fun it was close the we got to see some home runs that made the difference in the game but the pitchers still uh still kind of did what you would expect a bunch of major league pitchers on an all-star team to do which yeah held held the game relatively low scoring and i don't know people's feelings on that people did have some feelings though about the changes they there were some people that didn't like the umpire cam or the talking to the players and stuff and at first i was the umpire cam had me a little bit nauseous when i first saw it. i was like <laughs> whoa okay because yeah. they didn't really control it that well at times there were some angles of the umpire well, cam was, that yeah, were very it was, shaky it was just and... on top of their helmet and there was like a big cord connected that went down the back and stuff but, yeah uh, yeah it definitely wasn't it was it it, it just was them trying something new to make this sport more entertaining to watch. And in yeah. my opinion, it it succeeded. That was that was my that was my feeling. Yeah, and Class A being one pitch away from an immaculate inning was was insane. That guy's stuff that was guy incredible. Is, it's crazy that there was a time when he was the the big part of the return for Cleveland when they traded Corey Kluber. And when that trade first happened, everyone was like 
that's it. Like all you got is a <laughs> is like some reliever who throws hard. Like that's a lame return. And then we see this guy, you know, shut the door in the ninth inning of the All Star game, and you can see why they were as high as they were on him. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, also, she- Shohei Otani is DH calling his shot that he was going to swing and get a hit in his first at bat yeah and then he did yeah like stuff like that again i i that's just all what made yesterday so much fun it was an absolute joy to watch and again it was uh it's still confounding that the american league is able to do this to the national league so much often uh yeah so frequently right uh but i think they have like a sense of um I mean, is the National League like? Are they going to be kind of pressing when it comes around to next year? Because they're like, we act like we actually have to win this game. Like, Paul this Goldschmidt is wasn't pressing. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't Paul seem Goldschmidt like it doesn't press. seem like the two sides are that competitive. You know, right. like they're there to have fun. But I do wonder if at a certain point the NL is just a little bit embarrassed that for some reason they just can't win this well, game. Well, and I mean, again, going back to Tony Gonsolin, not to not to knock him, but he's a Dodger, so I'm sure everybody's fine with that. I mean, <laughs> you can knock Tony Gonsolin all you want. I mean, Derek. right? That's that was kind of probably a nightmare for him the way that that went, considering yeah. it's in his home ballpark and yeah. that he's had the season that he's had. I mean, he was 11 and 0 going into that start and of course he's the losing pitcher in the all-star game could you imagine uh, could you imagine if they'd mic'd up tony gonzalin oh, like if he was the- <laughs> god give me that can we retroactively go back and make that happen uh, uh he's the first starting pitcher to enter the all-star break undefeated but then take the loss in the all-star game right regardless of whether he started the all-star game or not so first pitcher ever uh and he has been incredible this season so hopefully maybe Maybe it knocks him off his game a little bit. Maybe, maybe you know, it will. We'll whatever see. we can take. Uh, speaking of Darren Ravel and getting knocked off your game, he wrote a scathing article about the home run derby. He is Imagine not happy. Darren Ravel writing a scathing Imagine article. Imagine him being mad. That man <laughs> stays mad, but uh, he does it in very expensive shoes. Darren Ravel <laughs> wrote a scathing article about the home run derby, basically claiming that mm. MLB really has some cleaning up to do when it comes to the home run derby. Not just. Well, because it's a fun event, right? And you're not supposed to really take it that seriously. Yeah. Now that you can bet on it, unfortunately, there are people that bet like $54,000 for Kyle Schwarber to make it out of the first round. So then when he doesn't and there's some questionable home runs being hit uh, after the buzzer or where they land or whatever. So so the questions are about um like when the buzzer sounded and and whether like a last home run would have been eligible yeah, or not and i is think that there's the other thing? things okay. like there's still some gray area on when you can throw the next ball after yeah. a home run i noticed that it seemed like some some pitch some throwers were like waiting until the ball landed and some were definitely not yeah. waiting that long and yeah. so there was definitely some inconsistency there like i know to a degree you've always probably been able to bet on events like this but now it's easier than ever right yeah and it's not to take anything away from it's fun to bet on things like this as a matter of fact they said that the home run derby had more money bet on it than like all of the nba all-star weekend events combined right mm. so it just goes to show how many people were invested in it because of course it's a fun event to watch but it makes it more fun when you got when you got a horse in the race right when yeah. you got somebody that you put some uh money on and you got somebody you can root for right there and I mean, as as whiny as it comes off, because it definitely comes off very whiny, it <laughs> it does I, I think it does make a point that gambling, you know, once you start 
you know, having money being spent on this stuff, you, you do have to make it an official event, whether it's a hot dog eating contest, whether it's one of those Red Bull events where they're jumping crazy, yeah. you know, vehicles off of the edge of a, a ledge. It doesn't matter what it is. If you have rules, you have a timer, you have rules that should be followed that then I feel like you need to do everything you can to make it a legitimate event. Right. Yeah. It seems like the broadcasters were even kind of confused at times about how I many was home confused. runs had been I hit. thought at times because they would go to a commercial break or something, like I thought we would come back and they would say like they would we reviewed that and like that yeah. last home run wasn't a home run. They, it didn't seem right. like they were doing that at all. It was just keep counting them, you yep. know, whatever, however, you know, you can hit them. And again, I think part of the reason why that is is because the home run derby was just meant to be a fun thing that you're not supposed to take super yeah. seriously. But unfortunately now with the format being the, you know, head to head format and everything like that I, I mean to a degree he's right you do have to make sure that yeah. you uh that you don't you know do this when so much money is riding on this event yeah yeah chris brought up in the chat did everyone see the dodger fan fight during the derby um did you did you see this video no Derek? i did not see this video <laughs> it was uh oh my god it was uh, a pretty intense uh fight that happened i think in the left field bleachers was it over a ball i honestly i am not sure i watched part of the video i am not entirely sure what the uh um what caused this fight to happen but you know dodgers fans Derek. i mean what hey, are you gonna do, right? <laughs> I saw a grown ass Padres fan on a video elbowing like a young Dodgers oh, fan in the was, head just so he could try to get an autograph on a baseball from yes, somebody. That was oh horrible. my god. That There's all horrible. sorts of bad behavior. Y'all need to grow up, man. This is uh this isn't it's not worth it. I appreciate Squad you. says Dodger fan fights are like our beautiful sunsets here in Phoenix. Eventually you just stop <laughs> noticing because it's every day. That's a that's a quality analogy. Oh right my there. god, yes. Put it I need that on an inspirational poster. Right. Yeah. With like a sunset of Arizona behind it and framed. Uh, when do the Dodgers fans ever not fight each other? I don't know when they're playing the Giants and they have those fans to pick on. Yeah. I guess I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, clean up your game there a little bit. As much as we enjoy it being just a fun event, uh, there is a lot of money on on uh, riding on it. But uh, home run derby aside, all star game was fun. But it was more fun, most fun, the most fun I had, Jesse, was watching our guy Joe Mantiply do his yes, thing, right? Yes. Uh, he had himself a day. And, of course, he did what he does. He just kind of went unnoticed. He just kind of came in the game, yeah. did his job, an inning pitch, uh, no no hits, a strikeout, yeah, no runs. One, two, three. There was, you go. It was threw, pretty easy. He threw nine pitches. So he is our DraftKings king of the that game. That is our king of the game right now. And, again, Looking great in those jerseys. I hope they keep those jerseys forever. Yeah. Yeah. The, that's the a white it's great. And the dark gray with the team logo and the gold was just a beautiful combination. A lot of times I'm interested to see what the new variation is going to be every year. Nah, they got it right. That's they like the right. perfect just... formula. Uh, but Joe Mantiply, I mean, he got, uh, there was a beautiful tweet from the Diamondbacks with him and his family on the red carpet. I yeah. Mean, he just got. Uh, just had himself a wonderful weekend and it was great to see it was great to see him do uh well in the game that's of course very important and again it's not an in really important game but come on on a national yeah. level level you want to go out there and not do what tony gonsolin did that's yeah. i just <laughs> needed to kick him again while well, he was down as we as we tweeted out you know if joe mantiply had thrown all nine innings then you're probably looking at a different result in that game so he ain't lying yeah ain't lying that's the truth get it right brian snicker do that's better right. next time that's right well <laughs> 
You'll know who to start next time. Uh, of course, our king of the game is brought to you by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook. If you haven't done so already, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our code of PHNX and make your first risk-free bet up to $1,000. You make your deposit, you get a risk-free bet just simply up to $1,000. That's promo code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And again... I, I know that there were options on the DraftKings Sportsbook to uh, bet on the draft. And, you know, again, those odds were very good for uh, anybody that got Jackson Holiday. There True. were pretty good odds in there for Juan Soto. I don't think he was by far a favorite to win it. I think he had good good value, but still uh, was up there, I'm sure. No, definitely not an Albert Pujols. But uh, I'm still thinking about that. And I'm still thinking about, like, uh, if you if if you did bet on one of those other people, let us know in the comments or let us know on Twitter what your thoughts are on this whole situation with the home run derby because we uh, would be interested to see if if anybody out there feels like they kind of got shafted when it comes to the way that the MLB ran the home run derby event. Yeah, did you see? Um, there were, of course, this was of course going to happen. There were Dodgers fans in left field chanting "Future Dodger." at Juan Soto while he was playing left field oh my God. and he kind of ignored them oh for a while and then he turned around and then he smiled at them and of course they went crazy Just stop it so Just stop it they can't have everybody I they mean can't, have, can't they they can't have no <laughs> are we sure <laughs> I don't they know. can literally have anybody they want I don't know anybody. yeah this isn't fair oh we need a new CBA what is the new CBA going to do? <laughs> we need to do something. I don't know. We need to do something about the Dodgers. I am going to call the police after we're done recording this show and tell on them. But uh, that I, I, I don't want them chanting anything like that at any of the future D-backs. I don't want That's them true. doing Don't do yeah. that. Don't do yeah. that to any of our young players. Uh, again, the D-backs had themselves a draft. Uh, 18 players selected in total on days two and three and yeah i mean uh, a whole batch of quality players one of their guys made it apparent on twitter uh gavin turley that he will not be signing with the d-backs shortly after the draft he was uh <laughs> talking about going to oregon state so uh you know again not everybody is going to sign with the team that's why they draft right. 18 guys and was there anybody that really stuck out to you as far as uh quality selections that the D-backs made that will yeah. most likely sign with the team, I should say. It is it is a little weird. So um, if you look at who the Diamondbacks drafted um, and then you look at what, what their rankings were, you'll notice that they actually took some fairly highly ranked guys in rounds 18, 19, and 20. Um, and so it's like, okay, how did these guys fall so far? Like, right. this is a miracle. Um, but really what's going on there is that, um, you know, teams decided to pass on those guys uh, around the part of the draft where they could have signed. Um, and then they wound up falling. And so teams just sort of lost interest because at that point, these guys aren't aren't particularly likely to sign. Um, those guys in particular, I'll name them. You mentioned one of them in round 19 was Gavin Turley, um, an outfielder, local guide of Hamilton High School. Um, that's, of course, where Cody Bellinger went as well uh, out in Chandler. Um, and then the other two in round 18, it was um, Iva Arquette, uh, who's a shortstop out of St. Louis School, which oddly enough, St. Louis School is in Hawaii of all places. <laughs> um, go figure on that. I um, can't. 
Yeah, I have no explanation for that. Yeah, but he was he was ranked in the top 200 by uh, by MLB Pipeline, and the Diamondbacks got him with the 528th pick. Um, so uh, he's a high school senior, so there are questions there about you know if he's just going to go to college rather than sign. Um, the Diamondbacks liked um, liked his projection, liked his size. Um, uh, I think they're expecting that he might move to third base uh, eventually, but they're really buying into his bat, his ability to hit for power there. Um, so Ian Rebin, the Diamondback scouting director, spoke highly of uh, of Arquette. And then uh, round 20, they took Riley Kelly, who's a right-handed pitcher um, out of Tustin High School out in California. He's also a high school senior, uh, threw up to 92 miles an hour this last year. They really like his breaking ball. Um, and they think he has a, a chance to start as well. He was another guy who was uh, somewhat highly ranked. So uh, Gavin Turley, it seems like he's probably not going to sign. Um, those two guys, Derek, I think it's possible. Um, and I think it's possible just because the Diamondbacks took a lot of um, they took a lot of college seniors in this draft. They yeah. took a lot of guys who don't have the ability to go back to college and don't have a whole lot of leverage in negotiations. Um, and so what that means is the Diamondbacks might be able to save some money. Um, on some of the guys that they took earlier, like Ivan Melendez, he's a senior. Um, Nate Savino is a junior, um, but they have some others in there uh, in there as well. Gavin Logan is a four-year senior. Brett Johnson in the 10th round is a four-year senior. Um, so they might be able to save some money on some of those guys and then try to grab one of the guys that they took in those uh, in rounds 18 or 20. Um, whether that happens, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, but it could be possible, and um, Ian Rebin acknowledged that they're going to need to save some money earlier in, in the early rounds in order to be able to sign sure. uh, some of those guys from the last day of the draft. Another kid out of uh, Arizona that I like is a shortstop, uh, Demetrio Crisantes. Yeah. He's uh, rated by Perfect Game as the top uh, high school shortstop in Arizona. So, again, just kind of cool to have a local uh, uh, local product. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so the Diamondbacks did draft you, Brett Johnson. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah Brett Johnson, for sure. Uh, congratulations, by the way. Big fans. We didn't know you were from Illinois. Yeah. Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville. Um, but you hit 23 home runs this past year, Brett, so well well done. I'm that's pretty impressed number. by that. I didn't think he had that kind of power based on his tweets to yeah. us, but that's what I get for underestimating someone like that. Um, also, shout out to Brett Johnson um, for uh, playing – Two seasons at Spoon River Community College, right? Getting it up there. There you go. Good job. Yeah, we we, we appreciate you uh, being here in the chat. Maybe you can get us some good seats. Um, <laughs> I didn't know you had it. Either. Yeah, we're expecting <laughs> autographs and uh, yeah, free tickets and all of all of those things for sure. Uh, yeah, the Diamondbacks, though, of course, they uh, you know they have a, a future to build around these young guys. And I think that yeah. the amount of seniors uh, shows that they're trying to maybe get one of those diamonds in the rough that could potentially be a part of this team sooner than later. You know, yeah, some of these sure. high school kids, they're going to take four seasons and maybe even beyond that in order to develop. But there's a good chance that a high school or a college senior uh, might be able to make it, you know, on the major league club in like two, right? So that kind yeah. of, matches up a bit with the Diamondbacks timeline and maybe they could definitely uh, find somebody in there. Their scouting has been very good. Their minor league system, farm system, very good. Um, and also oh, yeah. their uh, cost for fans attending their game has been very good, by the way. Oh, it Our has. friends over at CHGO Sports put out a list of the uh, top uh, or lowest cost, highest cost for a family of four to attend a baseball game. It included, uh, I think, a couple of beers, a couple of sodas, 
hot dogs and parking. Right. And the Arizona Diamondbacks were once again the lowest cost in baseball for a family of four. Not surprising, right? No. Uh, I think they've done this for like a decade no. or possibly more. Um, so they've been in this spot for a while. Um, you know, it, I mean, it is a little bit discouraging that the Diamondbacks attendance continues to go the wrong direction, even though they are still it's so cheap. Yeah. The most afford. I for mean, sure. it's, it's, you know, it'd be one thing if they were in the middle of the road and maybe they could, you know, bump down the prices and try to get some more people in the building. But for those, uh, for those people out there who are just saying that Diamondbacks games are too expensive, that's they're, definitely not. They're probably yeah. That's I mean, you probably it. haven't been to many games in other places because baseball games are are generally more expensive than than what you pay going to a Diamondbacks game. Stop by about five minutes before the game starts. The scalpers will give you tickets for free, pretty much. They just want to go home at that point. It's 110 <laughs> degrees outside. They don't want to be standing out there. They're like, please just take these. I'll tell them I sold them. I'll pay for them for you, so I can. Leave have you here. ever Have you ever bought tickets that way for a game? I have bought tickets from a scalper before. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you Uncle Derek's tip for buying tickets from a scalper yes ask them to walk you to the door oh if you ever have any concerns about whether or not the tickets are legitimate just ask them to walk you to the door any reasonable scalper will uh know that so but have you ever done that with a scalper and they I've walked done you it up lots of times have, have they ever walked you up and you oh. found out that your tickets did not no, work no okay. <laughs> but i've had them tell me no and then i didn't buy the tickets so okay. that was pretty much it in yeah. some cases when they were like yeah let's go then i was like you know what you said that emphatically. Yeah. I believe you. You don't have to go with me. It's just a test. It's a test. There but, you go. Um, again, the tickets from the box office, very cheap as well. So no matter which route you go, you should be able to get cheap tickets. I do think that they're also talking about the very inexpensive beers, which are small. Uh, hot dogs, yeah. which aren't so four, small. I think they said four ninety nine beer. There is yeah. a You can confirm there's a four ninety nine oh, yeah, beer. Yeah. It's Chase like, Field. I okay. think it's eight ounce or ten ounce. It's not very big, but still, if you're not looking okay. for a gigantic beer, there's options. Whereas... In some cases, you know, when you go to some events, you only have one choice, whether yeah. it's a gigantic draft yeah. beer or a gigantic can of beer. Right. or something yeah, exactly. like that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the hot dogs, our man, uh, Sean DePaz, he ate four when we attended that game. I think he even and ate more than that. it's honestly the way to go. Like, right. If you're eating at Chase Field and you, like, you can just attack the value menu. Attack the and value you'll, menu. And you'll get a decent amount of food. You're going for eight next time. I'm going to go with <laughs> saw, you and me. We're going to we're gonna get eight down. I saw a TikTok where someone. Ooh, oh, every half inning. Let's go. Let's go. All right. 18 well. hot dogs? Oh, my God. I'm excited. About yeah. That. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to we're gonna have to be there. We're going we're gonna to film Sean we'll get, doing we'll get, this. We'll get Saul to pick up that tab and we'll film it. That's perfect. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, I don't think it's a matter of cost. Here's what I'll say is you might say like, oh, you're not a real fan if you don't go to the games. But sometimes when the team's bad, isn't it kind of hard as a real fan to go watch them lose all the time? Like, I understand yeah. that perspective. Yeah. They, they haven't been that bad this season where you feel like they're going to lose every game you attend. And it feels like even for the most part, even in the losses, if you're sitting there watching the game, you had a sense of hope that they could come back or yeah. at one time they had a lead and whatever. Right. So it's not like last year where it felt so hopeless. But sure. I also sure. understand people not really wanting to, uh, you know, wanting to go sometimes and watch the team lose all the time. Wow, Charles says he would pay. To watch Sean attempt this. Okay. All right. Super chat time. Yeah. That's what that sounds yeah, like. Yeah, I smell a super yeah, chat coming super on. Chat. Absolutely. Uh, but of course, we thank you guys for being here in the chat. We also thank you guys for being members. If you are a member of PHNX already, if you are not, sign up at gophnx.com for a membership. You will get Jesse's wonderful articles. What do you have cooking lately? We are, yeah. Later today, you will see a breakdown of 
every single draft pick. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> this one, this one will not be short and sweet like my last one. one. This one's a little bit beefier, but I'm trying to go into a little bit more depth on these guys than you'll find in other outlets. Um, so yeah, that should hopefully be up later today. So keep an eye out for that. And you were a part of their scouting meetings or their yeah, their, their, yeah. Their Ian, Ian Rebin, Ian Rebin uh, did three interviews with us. Um, really appreciate him spending uh, a lot of time with the media the last three <laughs> days. Uh, he's he's a really he's a really cool guy. This yeah. is his first time as the scouting director for the Diamondbacks. He's a very um, young guy, right? He is very young. Uh, he was an intern. Um, about five or six years ago, I want to say, and has risen up to be the team scouting director. So um, it's a pretty cool story there. And uh, yeah, it was it was fun getting to pick his brain about what the Diamondbacks did over the last few days. So our little prodigies getting along. That's so nice. Yeah, uh, there you go. Anyway, yep. make sure to sign up to become a member <laughs> and read Jesse's stuff if you haven't done so already. Uh, annual membership will get you a free T-shirt at the phnxlocker.com. Uh, month-to-month membership you'll get your first month for just 50 cents regardless of your membership status you will get members only access to our discord which is the best place to be a d-backs fan uh better than chase field arguably <laughs> and because uh, it's in the comfort of your home air conditioning is better there right uh also you get members only discounts at the phnxlocker.com also if you're watching us right now on youtube make sure to like this video subscribe to the phnx sports channel Sign up for notifications, all that good stuff. That way you don't miss whenever we go live or any of the other shows go live. You don't want to miss any of this stuff. We, we're we're all fun. We're all a whole lot of fun. Uh, and also, if you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, make sure to subscribe to us there. Leave us a five-star review uh, if you feel that one of us deserves it. Because at some point, one of us doesn't deserve it. We I think I got knocked down to 4.9 last night. I saw that. Actually. I saw that. Yeah. It, Have it I, happens. Am I back to five? I don't know. I don't know. Um, you got. I should. I'll own up back. to it. I tweeted out a list of all of the di- all of the former Diamondbacks who are playing in the All Star yeah, game. Yeah, that wasn't very nice. And um, I don't know why you had to do that. I mean, it got like forty retweets and three hundred likes that makes or it something. Worse that so, you did that. If it got no attention, know. it might be better. But no, you're sitting here talking about the attention. I'm just saying, Derek. Tweets that make people angry get uh, a lot of attention. Uh, so if you guys true. stop paying attention to those uh, tweets, Jesse. maybe I'll stop putting them out. See, but... he's playing with your emotions, this guy over here. That's what he's doing. That's what he does. <laughs> he plays with your emotions. But uh, there were some very famous athletes, Jesse, by the way, speaking of playing with emotions, that played with the emotions of MLB teams because oh, they yes. were at one time drafted and potentially superstars in baseball but they chose to go a completely different route. And there's actually quite a few. Uh, yeah, some this I list is wild. That, this that is crazy. New. Do we have that list, Jacob? We do, but for some reason, I'm. it's showing, it's showing me that it's showing, but it's not showing. But so not you showing, start reading showing. it, and I'll see if I can troubleshoot it. All right. Well, we got – start reading it. I need to see the list, all right? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, there is uh, quite a few uh, guys. John Elway was once drafted uh i know that uh he was drafted i think wait was it john elway by the yankees i need to see i really need to see the list i mean kyler murray was drafted (laughs) we know that we know that that's definitely (laughs) something that's for sure um hold on one second there we go there it's not going to appear on the ecam screen, but we can at least get it so you guys can all read right. it to people because That's fine. for some reason it's not working. That's all right. I appreciate it. But, uh, of course, uh, like I said, John Elway was once drafted. A lot of the quarterbacks on this list dra- yeah. drafted as pitchers. Right. Uh, John Elway drafted as an outfielder by the New York Yankees in 1981. That is crazy. Way back when I was born, Jesse, in 1981, round two. To be drafted as an outfielder and also be a quarterback, like – 
that's a serious like skill set. Skill set. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, for sure. I mean, I guess Kyler Murray was not drafted to pitch. Right. So that's right. Sort of a similar situation true. there. Uh, Tom Brady once drafted in 1995 by the Montreal Expos. We got Patrick Mahomes drafted in 2014 by the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Danny Ainge. In 1977, was drafted in the 15th round by Toronto. I understand it's 15th round. Danny Ainge knew his value there as far as uh, not sticking around in baseball. That makes sense. Uh, Dan Marino drafted in the fourth round of 1979 by the Kansas City Royals. Uh, our very own Kevin Johnson was drafted by the Oakland A's in 1986, something he holds in common with Kyler Murray. Yeah. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, 2009, in the 43rd round by the Chicago Cubs. The Cubs are just trying to mess with people at that point. Yeah, I really think so. I really think so. Uh, Here's here's my favorite. Golden Tate in 2007, drafted in round 42 by the Arizona Diamondbacks. I did not know that. Yeah. That's that's honestly, I had no idea that that happened. Well, I I mean, how old were you then? Were you you a a small child? (laughs) I was a fairly small child. I mean, man. Oh, it's kind of like talking about when the Diamondbacks won the World Series. You had to have been in diapers, right? Were you even born then? I was definitely a toddler. Okay, um, you were a toddler. I was. And I was using a was fake ID no- to get sneak into bars. <laughs> yeah, I was in. I mean, the end of it was in November, so I would have been three years old. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the one and only Joe Theismann was taken by Minnesota and Marshall Falk taken by the Anaheim or Los Angeles Angels or California Angels at the time, I think, 1993. But... Uh, yeah, a lot of guys drafted and never uh, actually played a minute of Major League Baseball. I think that's, they what all- I, that's what I say to people who think that like baseball is the sport of non-athletes, you know? Sure. Like there's a stereotype that, you know, if you're really athletic, then you play in the NBA or the NFL. But, you know, if you're more of a finesse sort of athlete or something, I guess uh, you wind up playing baseball. But a lot of those guys who are super athletes... Um, might have had a shot in baseball, but they without question, but without they probably question. were well were better suited to play one of the other sports, which um, I mean, I guess sort of sort of makes sense. But I, I like the fact that or I think of the fact that minor league players just have such a harder path to make it. Yeah. Right. If so, you're being recruited in in both sports equally, then it'd be kind of a no brainer to. Yeah, you really you really have to either excel at baseball or love it more than. The other thing, which I can kind of understand. I mean, baseball players yeah. tend tend to have a longer career at times when they are good at the game than, you know, some of the other sports That's true. just because of, you know, the physical strain that gets put on their body versus baseball. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Baseball is baseball is a, a very difficult sport, I think, to have a long career in to make it through those minor leagues and then make it to the majors. So yeah, uh, hopefully we don't see too many of our young diamondback studs struggle when it comes to that. We would really like to see them make it up here to the majors soon and have the same success. Young Alec Thomas uh, has had uh, Jesse had a tweet out from our account about your grades. We're going to go over those for sure, but a lot of B's. For the first half of the season yeah, for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, your grades on how the Arizona Diamondbacks did in the first half. And I was I was surprised by that. Were you were you surprised? Would would you say you would give it as high as a B for yeah. the first half? I mean, uh we had someone in our Discord um uh post a screenshot of an ESPN article that was grading uh the first half for every MLB team. And they had the Diamondbacks at a D plus 
um, which seemed very overly critical to me. I mean, the team is on pace to win 70 games, which is almost 20 more than they won last year. So like, why a D plus? Um, I mean, I guess in the grand scheme of things, a 70 win season is still not great. Um, so I guess if you're if you're not looking at it relative to the team's expectations, I guess you could see that being somewhat reasonable. Um, but yeah, when we tweeted out, it seemed like most of you guys were in the B, uh, maybe C range, um, which I think is probably around where I would fall to. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we thank you guys again for joining us in the Discord, by the way. We also thank our partners over at OG's uh, Gummies. If you haven't had a chance to try OG's wonderful brand of gummies, they are flavoring life. That's what they're all about. And they're about flavoring edibles to make them taste as good as real candy. You know, stuff that you actually want to eat. Sometimes edibles don't get there, but definitely try OG's brand of edibles. You can get OG's brands at a dispensary near you. Uh, not only do they offer a wide variety of flavors, they offer a wide variety of doses, uh, doses for you to pick from. Uh, three milligram and up, depending on uh, what, 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 what ride you want to take, right? Uh, there is... No better way to enjoy sports sometimes than with OG's gummies. And, and not to mention, of course, OG's is having that pool party over at the My Day Club on July 30th, which I can't stop talking about. I'm kind of trying to get this guy subliminally to, to go. That's what I'm going for. So <laughs> I sneak it into our conversations. Every once in a while, I text it to him. I do whatever I can. But of course, <laughs> if you want to have a good time, go check that out. It's a blast. Uh, get there early, by the way. There's quite a line to get in. So make sure to try that. Uh, check that out. And also... Uh, check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com or on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. Also, you must be 21 years or older to purchase our friends over at the Four Peaks Brewing Company. I'm I'm drinking right now a delicious Hop Knot IPA. Uh, and if you haven't had a chance to already, stop by their 8th Street Pub. We are going to be there next Wednesday. And when I say we, I mean all of us. We're all going to be there. Uh, we're all going to be broadcasting from the 8th Street Pub. And we are going to be enjoying some of Four Peaks Brewing Company wonderful food, uh, their drinks, their beers. They have such a wide variety of beers. It's incredible to see that tap line just go. Uh, the draft room at Chase Field, again, is another beautiful place to go. But make sure to join us uh, next uh, Wednesday, July 27th. We will all be broadcasting from there, like I said. Uh, and we'll be enjoying these. And if you can't make it down, make sure to grab Four Peaks Brewing Company beers <laughs> near you. Uh, Jesse's like Frank the Tank. Once that party machine starts, there's no. Yeah. It's true. It's true. He's 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 not wrong. He's not wrong. I've seen it. It's wild. It is crazy. Uh, but yeah, for sure. Uh, make sure to join us down there if you don't get a chance to do so. Grab Four Peaks wherever you get your beer uh, here in the valley. Well, uh, I, I don't know what to do now with the rest of the week, Jesse. Are we just supposed to be? Yeah. Are we just supposed to hang out? Like days off for the Diamondbacks are bad enough, but now we have two days off in a row before yeah. they come back and play Juan Soto and the Washington Nationals this weekend. If he's still there, which I he whoa, probably he whoa, probably uh, hot take. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? He said that hot take. I mean, nah, I don't think Juan Soto's gonna. I mean, could you imagine if Juan Soto was dealt that quickly? That would be. There is really no way that the Washington Nationals move that quick. They're gonna. They're gonna try to see what all the different teams are willing to offer and use their offers against each other and try to get the best offer that they possibly can. But that, that's very true. But if there was a week, I would believe it would happen quickly. It's all-star week. And I just say that because of the okay. free time people have to have discussions and sure. everybody kind of intermingling. Nobody takes time off actually around this time of year, right? No, that's all. all an illusion. It's all illusion. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think, I mean, Juan Soto is, is almost certainly going to be dealt before 
the trade deadline on yeah, August sure. 2nd. So um, it is probably only a matter of time. And yes, it is unfortunate that the Padres the other day were mentioned as one of the front runners. Um, and then based on what we saw with the Dodgers fans uh, yesterday, that was uh, that did not inspire confidence for Diamondbacks fans either. So. Yeah. Uh, Josh Hunt's right about that. If only that reporter grilled Soto instead of Judge. Right about that. Yeah. Oh, Martinez also <laughs> said anywhere but the NL West. Put it on a T-shirt. That's what I want. Uh, yeah. That's as far as all free agents are concerned. That's a general. Yeah. That's anywhere, just a general. Anywhere but the NL West because I know they're not coming here to this team. But how did you feel about the reporter grilling Aaron Judge? Like, what would you say to? Uh, this kid who was afraid that you wouldn't be on the team next year. <laughs> and then she was like, oh, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but we're on live TV. It's like, oh, it was how it, nice of you. It was a bit aggressive. <laughs> it's a bit aggressive. As she was quite a bit. Uh, very aggressive. She but, was. Uh, she was. Yeah. At first, I really thought it was kind of fun. Yeah. How she was like not willing to accept like the surface <laughs> level boring answers. Yeah. But then it was like, OK, it's just not really appropriate to ask a guy who's an impending free agent a question like that and force an answer yeah, out of him. It's like sure. what what exactly is he supposed to say? Especially during All-Star Weekend that really is supposed to be about celebrating your accomplishments and getting to this yeah. point and not really as much about like. Hey, can we get any juicy rumors on yeah, where you're going yeah, next? Yeah, it's really not you know? about that. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a little bit out of place, but um, it is what it is. Yeah, you're not going to get that out of these guys. This guy's too nice for that. And me, I just, I, I just want to be friends with them. That's all. That's all. I, I am a do. big fan of asking questions though that get past like the boring surface level answer because let's face it, baseball fan or baseball players occasionally give interviews that are. Not the most for sure interesting for sure, and so you kind of have to be clever with the way that you ask questions in order to get guys to open up a little bit more and give you a little bit more information. Because I mean, there are always you know cool storylines happening um, with them and their games and their teammates and whatnot. But you kind of have to you kind of have to grill them a little bit in order to in order to get those answers. So. Um, it's, you know, you want to ask good questions. You want to ask thoughtful questions, but you don't want to ask questions like that where you're just putting a player in a position where there's really no way they can possibly respond. You know, I was fascinated for a number of years by Paul Goldschmidt because, uh, I felt like, were you hurt? Were you broken in the first inning? When Paul Goldschmidt hit that home oh, yeah. run, okay. oh, I was right. I was devastated. Okay, I was devastated. Right. Just wanted to make not sure. only uh, not only was I devastated by that, but I was devastated that he never had a performance like that in the All Star game when he was with us. Yeah, he Who used is this to, guy? he generally would like ground into a force out or something. Uh, it tended he to hit not, a double one time. I think yeah, he I think hit a double. He, I think he did. Um, he did have a hit once, but um, but I mean, this was his fifth All Star game, so he's he's been in there a lot. Um, but it was it was good to see Goldie doing Goldie things, um, even as I know it was very, very painful for a lot of people. It reminded me of Rasheed Wallace. I brought this up the other wow, day. Wow, Rasheed Wallace. Well, okay. because there was a there's a very funny interview of Rasheed Wallace asked, answering every question with uh, it was a good game. Both teams played hard. <laughs> so no matter what the question was asked of him, that's how that's he answered it. <laughs> it was just like he answered it with different inflections, <laughs> different ways. Sometimes he'd say like, it was, both teams played hard, my man. Like that's what it was, right? So there was kind of that with Goldschmidt when I covered him that I often wondered like, what is he like 
when like we as reporters aren't around like is yeah. he actually like this to his teammates when they <laughs> talk to him and like hey man what were you doing in that three one count i was just trying to hit the ball hard <laughs> you know like really you're not giving any more insight than that to a teammate who's he goes asking home and his wife him? asks him how the game was he's like uh, you know, both teams, both teams played hard. Played hard. <laughs> no. How'd you do out there today, honey? I was just trying to hit the ball hard. You know, <laughs> I was just looking for a good pitch to hit. You know, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, uh, it's it's tricky though. I mean, baseball is such a grind, and in order to make it to the level that these guys make it to, you kind of have to operate that way. Like you have sure. to make sure that your highs aren't too high and your lows aren't too low. You have to be so even keeled in order to make it to this point. And so it makes sense that even though it kind of seems boring on the outside, like that is the exact kind of mindset that leads you into that spot in the first place. For sure. It's 162 game season. It's long. Not to mention the fact that like there's been a couple of occasions where just as a joke while we were waiting for a player, I jumped into the player's like locker to see what it was like. Or like to help the camera crew like set their white balance or whatever. Oh, sure. And to be in their position, even for just ten seconds, without actually getting those questions, is so absurdly intimidating and awful to have those lights in your face and all these people, dudes, sticking their yeah. hand around with their <laughs> recording device, and getting it all in your face. One time, I was doing a post game interview, and one of the reporters was actually hitting the player in like the chin with his like recording device because he was getting it so close to his mouth so yeah. like i understand why at times they hate that entire process and i get it <laughs> and you're absolutely right ben <laughs> not every player can interview like granky yeah he was the best and i still will hold very 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 close to my heart very near and dear the yeah. time that when he was asked what he thought about archie bradley his immediate reaction was he's a loser <laughs> i don't know what to say about that but. Of course, we thank you guys for watching. I'm going to leave it with that. Uh, we appreciate your time. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. This guy's at Jesse N. Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But, of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, on behalf of him, we thank you for your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun. But sometimes both teams were just trying to play hard. <laughs>